Hello, and thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Raising OKC Kids. Today, we're talking about health at home and how we can get care for our kids when it's difficult for us to get out the door. Grace Mitchell is here with us. She's a CPNP and founder of Saving Grace Pediatrics. She's here to talk to us today. I'm so excited to jump in. Thank you for being here, Grace. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored to be here. I know that this magazine has been such a great resource for families in the Metro, so so excited to get talking. Yes, thank you. And likewise, what a great resource for families in Oklahoma City. So I'll start with some introductions um, in case anyone is unfamiliar. Grace is a native of Oklahoma City and studied at OU for her undergraduate degree. She continued her education at the University of South Alabama, where she became a certified pediatric nurse practitioner specializing in primary care. She also worked as a registered nurse in the emergency department at OU Children's Hospital. Grace is very passionate about treating and educating pediatric patients while working together with their parents. She and her husband, Jake, have two sons and love serving this community, and that is very clear. So, Grace, I'd love to start out by asking you, when did you first notice the need for healthcare visits inside the home rather than what we do traditionally, load up our whole gang of kids and visit the doctor at their first available? appointment because inevitably it's always an emergency. Right. So there's so many pieces that kind of, I think, led to this, but the major aha moment was um, my five-year-old actually, Bennett, was homesick one day and with some respiratory issues. And I kind of had the realization of, oh my gosh, I'm so fortunate to be able to, you know, test him here and check him here. And I know what to do. We don't even have to leave and I don't have to get him out in this weather. It was January. It was freezing outside. And I was just like, why is this not available for other parents? This is crazy. Meanwhile, you know, we're having groceries delivered, um, dry cleaning delivered, all of these things. And it just kind of came to me. And then once that happened, it was just the possibilities kept flowing. And I just felt like there was endless, endless possibilities for it. And the need was definitely there. Yes, like you said, in this age of convenience, healthcare needs to be involved in that. So that is outstanding. Why do you feel passionate about meeting clients where they are? You kind of alluded to, you know, some of your backstory just with your own kids. Um, but we spend our most time in our home. And I feel like there might be a difference when treating a patient in a space that they're most comfortable. Is that something you see often? Oh, gosh, yes, you're you're completely right about that. So Um, The kids have been loving it and parents love it too, of course. But, you know, whenever we do a visit at home, a child is so much more comfortable in that environment. They act more authentic to who they are. Parents enjoy seeing their child, you know, express themselves and talk with their provider because a lot of times they go into the doctor's office and they're just so shut down and parents are like, oh, come on, talk to them, tell them, you know, what's going on? And the kids are like, no, it's okay. I'm scared. Bright lights, you know, this is so stark and masks and all the things and so we have been seeing kids just open up and flourish um parents give us feedback all the time that oh my gosh that's the most comfortable that they've been in a long time we really enjoyed it and you know usually whenever i go for a visit or one of our providers says we sit down on the floor while the kids are playing we can do their whole exam in the playroom um if a child is in their own bed and they don't want to get up because they don't feel like it we can just see them while they stay in their in their own bed and comfy Um, so it really, there's a ton of benefit to it. And also, um, 
obviously the convenience factor and just everybody feeling comfortable. It allows us to get to know our patients a lot easier too and a lot quicker. I feel like the relationships that we've built have happened um, just like in a week's time as opposed to sometimes you can see a patient in clinic for years and you are just kind of cracking back that shell. And then when we meet them in their home, I mean, it's two visits later and we kind of get get who they are. So it's really special. Yes, that is. And with a primary care provider, I can't imagine how invaluable it is because everything is connected. So that <laughs> your mental state, your stress levels, maybe you get a little nervous around white coats, whatever it is with kids, you know, so that is nice to be able to peel back those layers a little quicker, especially when you only see them for a short amount of time. Yes, yes, exactly. You're exactly right. And so you get the whole picture and so you can treat the whole whole patient and not just kind of these symptoms that are being reported. So it's been, it's been fabulous. I love that. So as you mentioned, you know, getting your kids out in January when it's cold outside, it might be sleeting in Oklahoma. Um, we're obviously still in cold and flu season. And I know this cold and flu season has been just so bad. One of the worst so far. Um, I'd love to hear more about what the primary age range of kids you visit is and what are some common ailments that you're seeing a lot of this time of year? Wow. We see patients of all ages, um, all the way from newborn to college age. Um, I have providers that will go to Stillwater and they'll go to Norman and see your child like if they're at the dorm or they can't get to an urgent care. So we really see the whole gamut of ages. Um, and again, a across those different ages, we're kind of seeing different illnesses. Um, you're right. It's been kind of a, a bad season for us as far as illnesses go. And so <clears throat> we've been seeing a little bit of everything. Um, mainly we've been seeing, you know, school age kids and what all they kind of pass around and stuff like that. But yes, so flu and RSV among the younger kids, um, a lot of strep in school age and college kids and a little bit of mono. So we've kind of been seeing a lot of different things um, this season. Yeah, I can't imagine all the things you're seeing right now. It seems like it's just a melting pot of all the sickness catching up from, <laughs> from the past years that we've been through. So how are you able to accommodate same-day appointment requests for emergencies? You mentioned you have staff that travels, but it just seems like, you know, there's so many hours in a day and so many places you need to be. Um, and then what is an example of a time where a family should take their child to the emergency room, maybe rather than waiting for a same day appointment house call? That's a great question. So we do have excellent staff in place um, because, of course, I'm one woman, but um, amazingly, I can get a lot done in a day. In a day. Um, but we can accommodate same day visits and we promise that we will. And so if your child is sick and you choose to use our service, we won't make you wait till the next day. I think that's something valuable as a parent. Nobody likes to go to sleep anxious about their kid's health. So um, it means a lot to be able to care for them that day. Um, and then in a situation, you know, when patients call, we do triage some over the phone and just make sure that there's not something going on that is a little bit more urgent than a house call where they would need to be seen in the ER. We do have a lot of capabilities of um, caring for your child and keeping them out of the emergency room. As a nurse that worked in the emergency room, sometimes, you know, you feel over over bombarded um, with patients in those situations. And sometimes you think, oh my gosh, you could have, you know, had this taken care of somewhere else if they would have offered it for you. And so um, it means a lot to me to be able to serve our community in that way too. Um, something that would need to go to the emergency room would be 
like a newborn baby with a fever, you have to have a special workup for that. And so they would need to go to the emergency room. So if a parent called and they had, you know, like a one month old with a fever or something like that, we would just direct them there and kind of tell them what to expect on their way. Um, so there are some some situations where, yes, we still need our, our great emergency rooms in our in our city. In that example, um, do any emergency rooms accommodate, you know, newborn infants with high fever or are there certain ones that are maybe more specialized for those kinds of illnesses? Yeah, so our emergency rooms in the metro should all be able to care for your child in that situation. However, um, it's best to go somewhere like either children's in the emergency room um, because they have pediatricians there and at Baptist in the emergency room, they have pediatricians that can come see your kid. Um, also in that situation, your baby would then be admitted to the hospital. So we wanna make sure that we go somewhere where the care would just continue. It'll just make it easier for you as parents and for your child. So I always recommend trying to either go to children's or to Baptist in the emergency rooms just because they do have pediatric floors. And so if your child was needing to be admitted, um, you would be able just to continue your care at that hospital. Right. And the last thing you're wanting to do is tote around a sick baby all across town to a different hospital. So that's good information to know. Exactly. Being that your business is mobile, um, you mentioned running test labs in your own home. Are you able to run test labs for RSV, flu, strep, COVID, all the gamut of sicknesses? Yeah, so we uh, we can run all those labs. So we can do strep and flu, COVID, RSV. Um, they all take you know 15 minutes and then we have results. We can also do monospot tests. Um, and then if you have something that needs to go to an actual lab for like a send-off, um, like we can even run your urine, you know, out of our cars and things like that. But then if we needed to send your urine off for culture or something, we, um, can use a local lab and then that goes through your insurance. So send off labs and things like that, you know, that can be applied towards your insurance. And so there's really not much we can't do, um, to, to get all of that taken care of. Awesome. That is so nice and so convenient. <laughs> Are there... <laughs> Telltale signs of differences between some of these illnesses. Um, it feels like some of the symptoms lately are so similar. It's hard to tell between, you know, RSV, COVID, um, flu, sometimes strep. But what what are some of those differences that you really look for as a care provider to know how to treat your patients? So that is the trickiest part as a parent, right? Like you're in it, your child is sick, you're looking at every single thing, and you're wondering okay, do you have the chills because it's cold in here? Do you have the chills because you have a fever? Is my thermometer working? Is your throat red? I don't know. I can't see you back there. And that, I mean, that is why our service is so great, honestly. Um, so we can come and just help you with all those. I, I'm not sure what's going on. Um, some of the viruses have looked a little different this season. I mean, we have had just a different sick season. And so really, you know, with, with, Flu, you're going to get that high, high fever, um, usually 102, 103. Um, with RSV, it's usually a little bit more towards the toddler, like four and under, and they have just very clear, super runny noses, um, that classic RSV kind of rough cough. Um, strep can be a sore throat, but also could be a high stomach. So we try just to listen to the parent. We try to listen to the patient, check them out really well, 
see if there's any evidence of anything and then just kind of proceed from there. So it's really, we treat, we treat it case by case and just make sure we're super thorough and check all those boxes. As you were talking, I was thinking, you know, you mentioned like, is it just cold in my house? Is that why my child has chills? And sometimes depending on their age or maturity level, it's hard to get a real gamut on that. You know, you start thinking, is it allergies? Is it, it could be anything. And so I can imagine that's why it's good to have somebody like you come into your home rather than just going to your care provider in their office and trying to explain best you can what's going on and, and as a snapshot of your life. Yes. As a pediatric provider, when we do our well-child checks in home, I mean, it's pretty amazing what you can learn and how you can help parents. Like, oh, I, I understand why their head is seeming a little more flat, or I can see why this is causing, you know, some extra stress in this area and things like that. So it's it's been amazing. I mean, even more so than I think I originally had the idea of, you know, so it's been great. <laughs> Very good. There is a huge shortage of children's and infant Tylenol and Motrin, which if you have not been in that scenario, just praise your lucky stars that you haven't had to pay those premiums for needed medication. Even antibiotics like amoxicillin uh, are hard to come by. How are you and your nurses navigating these challenges and what tips should we as parents know about where to look for these needed medications? Yeah. So, um, this has definitely added an extra layer of Turkey, um, this season. And I would say something that we've kind of prided ourselves on through the whole six season is, um, myself and, and each of our providers has made sure to kind of call your pharmacy ahead of time and make sure that that medication is available. So we're not putting that on the parent to source their meds, run around, have things transferred, find it, all of that. So we're trying to be very proactive um, when we prescribe to make sure that the needed medication is in stock so that that can be filled. Um, on the Tylenol and Motrin front, um, I actually got on my Instagram and did a very long uh, video, like a seven minute video kind of talking about this because I think, um, yes, there has been a shortage and yes, that causes stress. But at the same time, there's other options and ways to kind of help your kid that maybe are just thinking outside the box. And so as a parent, it takes a lot of that pressure off of um, having a shortage, right? I mean, even thinking back to when the whole toilet paper thing happened, it just makes you kind of get a little anxious as a mom or dad thinking, oh my gosh, if we're, if my kid's in pain, what am I going to do? We have other options and we, we love talking through that with parents. I mean, you can get anything from a Tylenol suppository made at a compounding pharmacy um, to using adult tablets and kind of just um, doing like splitting them in half or finding the right dose and then putting that into a liquid form for your smaller kids. So there are other options. Um, we've been helping parents find, you know, find ways of dealing with those things. That is so helpful to know. I didn't realize, I actually did not realize, I have littles at home and I did not realize there were other options. We all need to go check out your Instagram and watch that video <laughs> for some <laughs> options because inevitably, you know, you need that stuff at three in the morning or so, you know, when everywhere's closed. So this is knowledge we need to have at our fingertips for sure. Yeah. And like kids, you know, there's things that happen like um, a toothache or where they have a headache or um, maybe growing pains, like outside of being sick, where these medicines are valuable to have in our cabinets. I mean, we use them usually at 2 a.m. too. So mm -hmm. having ways around it is always, always good to have in our back pocket. Absolutely. 
So with so many sicknesses flying around right now, please give us some tips on the best ways to stay healthy and avoid these germs. I think the main thing is just to remember that our kids are going to get sick and it's okay, right? So that's how we're going to get our immune systems back and up and running and robust again. Um, but the main things is back to the basics. If you can keep your hands washed, um, that helps eliminate a lot of germs. Remind our kids not to bite their nails or put like suck their fingers and things like that that our kids are inevitably going to do. Um, and then also sleep. I'm a huge advocate for sleep. So if we're not sleeping and we're not well rested, our immune system isn't able to keep up. And so then we're just going to be kind of running on E. So if we can make sure, if anything, that our kids get a little bit of that extra sleep. So as soon as you start to tell that your child maybe is not feeling well or why are you moody or your eyes have that glassed over look, what's happening, here we go. Immediately try to hit bedtime maybe 15 minutes early. Um, you run a humidifier in the house that helps just keep our sinuses and nose a little bit more moist. And so we're able to not get as sick. Um, but yep, just cleaning and washing and the things that we, we've been taught to do. Yes. And it's a good reminder to keep all of that up, even preemptively, not just when you start noticing those things. So thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, do you offer services outside of sick visits? I was thinking specifically about postpartum care, uh, breastfeeding support, something like that. Yeah, we do. So we offer some membership-based um, packages that's for well child. So we do that. We can do all vaccines in home that get ran through your insurance and um, can do well child checks, sports physicals, all of that sort of thing. And then we're also part of our 2023 um, new services launches. We are launching postpartum care in a bigger way. So right now we offer newborn visits um, where we can come in and help mom and baby kind of acclimate. We can spend unrushed time with mom answering questions that usually come after the fact or when you're home and you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot to ask about this and this. So we come in and we can kind of go over things with you in your home. We can go over safety items in the home for the baby um, and then give you just some down and dirty. You got to know these facts about baby kind of things that um, is less overwhelming than hearing the hundreds of items of, of, of advice. Um, so we do offer that now. And then hopefully by February 1st, we'll be launching, launching our full postpartum care um, where we can care for moms um, that bring home baby. And then we actually pay attention to mom and baby as a whole. So we can check on mom's like incisions, um, her wounds. We can answer any questions that she has about what's happening with her body or changing with her body. Um, and we can also do baby's weight and all of that right there. Lactation, we can, we can help with that. And so this will just be amazing because in the United States, um, we have one of the highest rates of uh, maternal death for missed or delayed opportunities for treatment. And so I think making sure that there's not that gap, um, that six week gap for moms that they're able to get care in their home um, is just gonna be phenomenal. So we're super excited about that. Um, and we think that the community needs it badly. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, that is going to be revolutionary for so many people. I mean, as especially mentioned, um, incision care because many moms who have had c-sections cannot safely drive yeah. with their baby in the car and you know and, and when they need that check they need the check <laughs> so that is uh, 
Yeah, totally. And when you bring home baby, I mean, there's so many things that are changing with you, with baby, with um, your hormones. I mean, also postpartum depression is just uh, one of those things that I think gets overlooked too many times. And especially like when you're at a well child for your baby and, and your pediatrician asks, I think as a mom, it's hard for you to just admit like, maybe I am having baby blues or maybe I am going through something because you don't want to look like you're not giving the best care to your child. And of course, that's not what that means, but we put that pressure on ourselves. So I think if a woman could be in her home and have a provider come to to care for her and make sure that she's doing okay and answer some questions. Um, I think it will be super helpful. Yes. Yes. And you, I think you hit the nail on the head too. There's an aspect of, um, going to see your pediatrician with your new baby that does feel a little bit performative. <laughs> so kind of treating, you know, the mom and baby as a whole, I can, I can see so much value in that. That's the way it always should have been. And so on behalf of our listeners, we appreciate your services. Thank you. Um, so without breaking any kind of like patient confidentiality, are you able to share stories or examples of why postpartum in-home visits can be especially helpful? Of course, we mentioned a few of those with just wound care and baby blues, but have you seen how impactful that can be for some of your clients? Yeah, so I mean, especially with some of those harder deliveries, which happen a ton, but when you're very, very sore as a new mom, or you have high pain levels and, you know, you don't have a, a checkup back until six weeks and you're wondering, is this normal or, or should I have this checked? Um, we did have a patient where uh, a nurse was able to go and assess the mom and keep, you know, keep all of her peace of mind um, there for her. So that way she knew that she was okay. We were able to check baby's weight so she didn't have to get back out of the house for that weight check at the pediatrician's office. And then in turn, we were able to keep that pain level down. And whenever you're keeping a pain level down, um, you're allowing better healing and for our bodies to rest and, and heal quicker. And so, um, again, I just think it's going to be awesome for new moms. Absolutely. So whether we are a brand new parent or maybe parents of multiple children, what should we know about booking an appointment with Saving Grace Pediatrics? At Saving Grace, we will always guarantee a same-day visit and we'll offer you five-star care with impeccable service each time. Um, and the, one of the greatest things is I think that as we've hired on, we've been very selective and each one of our staff members feels that caring for others is really a calling for them and they will be honored to care for your family. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and for taking the time to talk us through your care. Your passion is like, you can hear it in your voice and who doesn't want a care provider for their littles that is just as passionate about them as we are as parents. I know that's hard to come by, but um, this was so helpful to me. I know it was for so, so many others listening today. We appreciate your loving attention to our kids. Truly, truly, truly. Thank you so much for your time and for reaching out. And we look forward to meeting your listeners and all their little babes. Absolutely. And for those of you listening, you can learn more about Saving Grace Pediatrics at www.savinggracepeds.com. Or you can look them up on Instagram at savinggrace underscore concierge. Join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.